Love Talk Radio. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the host and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. is January Jones. She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And you know what? It's only going to get better now that you're with us today. I'm January Jones, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. Hard to believe... Yes, it is, but it is 2023, and you know, we are all free to agree to do better and to put 2022 behind us and go forward. As you know, I'm doing my new brand, the Rhinestone Glitter Granny. We all wear different hats every day, all sorts of things, mother, wife, friend, grandmother, you name it. And today my hat is lime green because I think it's a fun color and I think it's a great way to start the new year. Now, you know my mantra is to ask good questions in order to get good answers. So now for my listeners, let me ask you a question. Have you ever met someone who is a publisher? Hmm, I bet not many of you have. Do you think that being an author or a publisher could be better than being a rock star? (laughs) Well, I hope that we're going to find out today for sure. (laughs) Do you know the difference between being a writer and an author? I consider myself both, so I'm curious to know what the difference is, too. If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions I've asked you today, then you are in the right place. And I'd like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Now it's time to relax, go get some wine, get some cheese, and enjoy the no-wine zone. Let me tell you about my guest today. He is a publisher, CEO, founder of Callisti Publishing Incorporated, one of the world's premier publishers of life-amplifying books and services. He is the author of the Master Key Workbook, 
which is a world-renowned expert, Charles Hanel, on his famous The Master Key System. My guest is a bibliophile, a descendant of the Polish winged hussar, and alumni of Pennsylvania State University. It's my pleasure to welcome finally back again, I think, to the show, Anthony Raymond. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing today? Very good, January. How are you? And if, if I knew we were wearing hats, I would have worn mine. <laughs> I'm, a hat, I'm a hat person as well. Oh, good, good. Well, you're a publisher. You're, you're so many things. What a wonderful guest. I feel like I've known you forever, and I guess that's because through the years, I've been reading your newsletter and getting all your information and admiring you from afar. Uh, wonderful to find you here with us. Before we begin, let me ask the question that I'm asking everyone these days. How did the pandemic affect your work? How did it affect your life? And what can you share with us about the things that were difficult and the things that were better? Uh, January, I'm going to be 100% completely honest with you. If it weren't for the news and if it weren't for going shopping and seeing the aisles a little empty and being made to wear masks and everything, I wouldn't have known anything was awry. I really? work out of the home office. Most of my work is done on a computer via email, phone calls. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, it didn't affect me per se all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, later on down the road, the past few years, just with the book industry, a lot of book binderies and book printers, yeah. uh, you know, they're just short of ink and paper and a lot of things with, with that whole uh, supply chain fiasco that happened a year ago. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, just being a publisher and working with what I call intellectual property, with mm-hmm. words, with books, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have to go into an office. The home office, actually, wherever my laptop is, that's where my office is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's generally home. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, uh, other than just the zaniness, so to speak, of the outside <laughs> world, when I ventured into it, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have known anything was awry. Um, so I was, I was in a, in, and still am in a very fortunate position like that. And I, I feel very blessed and and, and fortunate to have, to have placed myself in that position. And you know, <laughs> okay. I, I, saw, I saw people dance, you know, out of work and yeah. and having, you know change things and when, you know as you use the word dancing around in the sense of that you know uh, you know they they had to reconfigure everything. Whereas I was just like kind of business as usual. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, I'm curious, did you have children? Did you have to homeschool? What about your personal life? How did it impact that? Well, I do not have any children. Now, my wife is is a singing teacher. Oh. So her business was turned around uh, yeah. quite a bit. So, you know, she had just rented a beautiful studio in our downtown area. Uh-huh. And then, boom, okay. No one, and especially with the singing. You know, spraying all over the place. Okay. But she transferred all of her lessons online. The technology is here. She was Zooming. 
mm-hmm. and people were looking for an outlet and she was doing a lot of like pro bono group lessons for people and it was really wonderful and in some ways it, it was she benefited from it because this was something she was a little hesitant on doing the the tele lesson so to speak yeah um, yeah but when forced in that position making those changes mm-hmm. boom there you go. And in, in some ways, it, it worked out very, very well for her. That's um, wonderful. You know, I call it the uh, pandemic pause. And mm-hmm. it's interesting with all the people that have been on the show sharing their stories. In general, most people have come out of it, in my opinion, in a positive way. It forced them to step back, think about, reevaluate. And it's forced them to consider new options, new ways of doing things. And, you know, I myself, I was on hiatus when this all happened. I I told them I was going on a six-month hiatus, and it lasted three years. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the case. (laughs) Yeah, but then when I could see as the pandemic took place that things were changing, and the Zoom factor came into all of our lives in, right. a, in a big way, which is what enticed me to come back and do my podcast with a TV option. Because as before, I, for 10 years, I had been just doing it as radio. So it, it opened up new opportunities, and it made people think in a different way. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm many in many different ways on many different levels uh it's you know we live through a piece of history each and every one of us Mm -hmm. and i i think the best thing anyone could do is just look back on history you know see what those people went through and then it's like wow that was our little bit and it it was it was an interesting thing and uh I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Hope it again. I'm with you on that. Let me just ask, how long have you been a book publisher and uh, what started you on this uh, wow. direction? Um, I mean, a, uh, publishing books for you know, a little over two decades now, believe it or not. I know. It's, it's, I, I, I just realized that. I'm like, really? Really? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Time flies. Uh, I, I don't know if I was having no. Time flies when you're having fun. It, it, it's definitely a fun thing to do. I, I stumbled upon it by accident. I, I didn't really plan on this. I went to Penn State University. I have a degree in sociology and philosophy, um, okay. and I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial bent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in another business. Well, no, aftermarket auto body parts. I was in that business. Okay. He's right into books, of course. But, uh, <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> the, these, these things make sense. Like you know, we can make a movie of this. And uh, but I, I I was always into personal development, self help, okay. Napoleon Hill, and Tony Robbins, all all, all that jazz. Oh, yeah. And yeah. now I was partners with uh, in in the uh, body parts business and. Oh, my, my partner had a book on his bookshelf there, and it was an old book, and I found it on my reading. It's a self-help book, and I'm like, I really like this. I go to find my own copy. Can't find it because it's so old. It's not in print anymore, of course. It was in, 19, in the 19-teens. 
And <laughs> I was looking for my own copy. I said, you know what? I can't find it. So I said, you know, maybe I'll publish it. And boom, I, I found it. And along the way, my, that partner and I, we, we dissolved the business. Or we dissolved the partnership. The business still existed. Uh-huh. And I went my own way. And, and I said, I'm going to see if I could publish this as a book. And I went out and bought a computer. So this was a, a circa 1997. Mm-hmm. So bought a computer at that time, got the software, and just taught myself how to put a book together and publish it. And wow. it was my <laughs> first book. I put up a, a, a web page on was homepage by AOL.com or AOL. Remember those AOL America Online homepages? Oh, yes, I do. And I know. Put up a web page for it, an advertisement for it, and by a fluke of other circumstances, people found that web page. A certain group of people found, and they started spreading it. Uh-huh. And next year, I didn't even have a physical book in hand, and I was taking checks in through the mail for the book. It was <laughs> one of those late night commercials. I'm getting checks in the mail. I'm like, yeah, I'm literally, I, I don't have a product, so I had to, I had to literally go and get the product made very quickly. I think that's why I love having you on the show, because I think we might have been twins separated at first. (laughs) I jumped into book, uh, I self-published my first Mm -hmm. book. And I mean, you haven't lived until you've gone through that experience. We all know Mark Twain was terrifically successful Mm self-publishing, but Obviously, I'm no Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. But you know, and, we, we, and I, I, I'm in awe at how fearless we were to try those things back then. I mean, it was unheard of. And and this was, I tell all writers now, this was way before you could go to uh, Kindle or any of those. You know. Yeah, yeah. So things were a lot different there. It, but you know what? I, I wouldn't trade it. It was very exciting. And we really learned a lot. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it still is exciting. That's a wonderful book. I love that book. And that's a great <laughs> cover. That's a good design. Thank you. Speaking of books, now it's time to take a short break. If you're a whiner or if you know a whiner, do listen. This is for you. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Whine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. 
Welcome back to the No Wine Zone with Anthony Raymond, my guest today. And by the way, all my books, Anthony, have now become, are going into Audible, which is a new thing that's happening in the yep. industry. Uh, before we go on, though, I would like you to share with our listeners your website information and how they can find you and contact you. Okay. Uh, my main website is CallistiPublishing.com. That's K-A-L-L-I-S-T-I, publishing.com. Um, and I'm starting a new imprint uh, for authors of books, and that's Aris Books, A-R-I-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And if you're an author out there and you're interested in seeing your book come to life, being a published author, please, uh, or it's it's new. The website isn't even fully functioning yet, but there is a submission form because I'm taking in a lot of manuscripts, and uh, it's going to be for general uh, fiction, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So whatever you got, whatever you think uh, would make a great book, try it out, eritsbooks.com. Uh, you'll be very happy. You'll be very pleased. It's, a, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to working with a lot of interesting authors and uh, putting out some really great books. and. Hopefully, telling a lot of them. Very exciting. And our engineer, Juan, will be putting that information on the bottom of the screen. So if you're interested, you can contact Tony and just write that down. I was fascinated. uh, I'm looking at Tony's website, and he has incredible collections. Now, listen, these are some of the topics. Business and success. Network Marketing, Books for Attainers, Mind Power and Mastery, Law of Attraction. Okay, we all need that. And the one I'm interested in, of course, is the Billionaire Bookshelf. (laughs) Yes. And he even has books for organizations Mm -hmm. and a section on acting. So there you go. Just go to his website and you can find anything you need to find. Now, you in our question thing that we talked about before the show I looked at, being an author or a publisher, is that really better than being a rock star? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. And, and, and here's, this is why it is because it, uh, being a publisher really opens a lot of doors. The publishing world is like this black box. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and, and people see authors and everybody wants, well, not everybody, a lot of people want to be authors. It's mm-hmm. a very esteemed uh, thing to be. If you say you're the author of a book, wow, people look at you differently. Yeah. You know, if you're in business and you say, by the way, I'm, I'm not only an insurance salesman, but I'm the author of, Absolutely. you know, you, you, you just raised your esteem in people's eyes because it, it takes a lot to put a book together. And I think everybody knows that. Um, like just the Sometimes the act of being literate is, is awe-inspiring enough, but to actually produce something. Sure. Something that's going to stand the test of time. That's what's great about books. You know, the thing about we're reading books that are you know, 2,000 years old, 4,000 years old, 10,000 years old. I mean, not that old, but books are still around for a very long time. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it's interesting because so many people approach us about doing the show with us. And, you know, one of the first things I have to honestly admit that I ask is, do you write a book? Do you have a book? As an author myself of six books, I know what it takes. And I know if I've got someone who's written a book, 
We've got something we can really talk about, something we can really promote. And uh, as you said, it's an incredible thing to have on your resume. Yeah. And none of that in here, January, here's, here's a story that's going to make you laugh. It's, it's going it's, it's to for you. You know, back in the early, mid-2000s, I think it was 2003, mm-hmm. we, uh, that, that's when a, a lot of rock and roll bands from the late 80s, early 90s, they were kind of getting together. They were having their second win. They were going yeah. out on tour. Mm-hmm. My uh, then-girlfriend, now-wife, now uh, you know, we're, we, we go to the shows in the tri-state area here, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New, okay. New York, New York City. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we had made other friends. And they, they they knew some of the members of the band. So one time they said, hey, listen, we're, we're before the show, we're getting together for dinner with, uh, you know, the, the band members. Mm-hmm. Great, you want to join us? Great, yeah, let's go. So we go, we, we go to dinner at a Japanese restaurant, a sushi place, and uh, walk in and then shake hands. Everyone's talking. They're talking about, you know, selling records in Japan and how the tour is going and this and that. And really normal people. You know, you, everyone thinks rock and roll stars and thinking parties and you know, just very quiet, calm down to earth guys. They talk to me, you know, Anthony, you know, how, how you, what do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm a publisher. I publish books. Cable goes silent. You know, you could have dropped a fork. It would have you know, created a commotion. Yeah. Really, all they, then that, uh, boom, all of a sudden, all at once, all these questions are at me. Oh, yeah? How do you get published? What do you do? I'm, look, I'm working on a book. I'm working on, you know, looking at it. What do you think of this? How do I get published? How do I get, how do oh, yeah. I, all of a sudden, from being like the, the, the nerd in the corner, mm-hmm. all these really cool guys, because, you know, they're, rock guys are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not cool, but all of a sudden, I am the rock star in the room, and they're, like asking me questions so it was really <laughs> you know i love it i love your story because guess what it's so true and it's, uh, it's kind of like a, a, a secret club you know <laughs> and, and unless you've done it then they're done it you're not in the club right and there's so many people who have wonderful incredible stories to tell and they're just kind of brewing and percolating and you know they're they're writing the book already but they don't know it they're writing it in their head and when they get the chance to really sit down and do it it's probably i think one of the most exciting things you'll do in your life I think so, I, and I've heard that from a lot of people. It's one of the most difficult, yeah. but it's also one of the most exciting. Mm-hmm. And I would also say one of the most rewarding, um, if not financially. You know, we could all hope for financially, but it's it's tough. I tell every author, listen, we're ultimately going to sell a product that really nobody wants because nobody, when I say nobody, but nobody likes to read and you know, it's tough. You know, there are bad associations with reading. You know, going back to grade school, they used to yeah. punish you. You know, if, you, if you're not, if you don't behave in class, you have to go home and read, <laughs> read three chapters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and even that, there's, there's just a lot of distractions. There, there are a lot of things vying for our times. And, and reading is something that you, know, you have to take time to do. Yeah. And it has to be, and, and it's more rewarding than watching TV or, or in, in some other avenues. But still, it's something that, you know, most people read, you know, only a few books a year. And yeah. Outliers who have, you know, read absolutely nothing. Okay, forget about them. Then you have yeah. the junkies who who read 
an absurd amount of books, and, mm-hmm. but you just kind of find your niche and, and sell your book. And so it's very difficult. So if you can make a living doing it, and it, that will take time, uh, it's, a, it's a very fortunate and blessed place to be. And it's a great way to achieve, uh, I was going to say, immortality. That would be too. (laughs) (laughs) We could hope. It's a chance to put your name on something that's going to last. It's going to be there a long, long time, long after you're gone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people say, well, plant a tree and it'll go on forever and ever. Well, planting ideas in people's heads, that's... That's also would come up with that category. And exactly, and, that, and that's where that's why I, I really love books in the sense of there's a, a permanence about them. Every yeah. book is a is a statement, is a just a moment in time, and it, it can be evergreen. You know, there there are those books that just last a long time, from the Bible to Plato, and you know everyone. Speaking about books, I wrote three books mm-hmm. that we are in regards to something that happened 60 years ago, mm. if you can believe it. And all of my Kennedy books have now just come out in Audible. So if you're still wondering who killed Kennedy, I think you might want to explore some of my theories. Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country. Now, get ready for a theory that you've never heard before, but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past. January Jones speaks the unspeakable in her book, Jackie, Ari, and Jack. The Tragic Love Triangle, connecting Jackie and Aristotle Onassis romantically prior to JFK's assassination. Did you know that Ari was Jackie's guest in the White House during the JFK funeral? He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now, what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at JanuaryJones.com, Amazon.com, and Audiobooks.com, read by Ms. Jones. Welcome back with Anthony Raymond. And now, Anthony, let's get... I, I just got to vouch for that book, Ari and Jack. That's a fantastic book. I read that. That's a, that's a great book. Oh, well, good. <laughs> Tell everyone you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I, I, I know I, I turned a couple of people on to it over the years because that's just a, a really wild and fun theory. And it's like, hmm. yeah, I'm down yeah. with that. I've done so many interviews on that exact thing, and and during all these years, there's only been one person who was not able to even consider my theory, you know, and of course, I'm very open about it's a theory, and there's so many theories, it's been so convoluted, it's hard to believe 60 years have gone by. Very wild. But now, let's talk about uh, helping our listeners who want to write their book. Absolutely. Uh, now, what is the difference between, this is for my own information, in your opinion, 
the difference between a writer and an author. Okay. Uh, uh, an author, here, anybody could write a book and be an author. Okay. okay. From Paris Hilton, God bless her, love her, hate her, to the, the most vaunted intellectuals in the world. And yeah. they're authors. Uh-huh. Now, writers are more of a vocation. And these are people who write every day because they write. And they write. And they write. Um, I, it was James Baldwin who said, the goal of, if you want to be an, uh, uh, an author or a writer, mm-hmm. your goal should be a shelf full of books. Like you, you have, uh, for my account, four books. You have three of the Jackie and Ari books, and then Thou Shall Not Whine. Maybe you have other books. <laughs> do you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. A shelf full of books. I do. And every author or every writer should aim for that because they're, they're fish hooks in the sea. Mm-hmm. And if one book doesn't get them, you know, and you know, there are very few situations like Gone with the Wind, Margaret Mitchell, where you have this one book that turns into very, very few. Um, you know, even J.K. Rowling, you know, grew over the course of, of, of her series of books. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the big difference. You know, authors, like I said, if someone wants to go out there and say write a book for their business, for their, you know, create their authority, uh, and, and maybe tell their story, uh-huh. great. That's wonderful. You'll be a great author. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great writer. Great writers are difficult, uh, not difficult people, but it's just a difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so you're being an author would mean you're asking how prolific you are. How that's a big part of it. Um, you know, when you're writing every day and, and, and you're you know you're studying writing as as an art form, uh, be it copywriting or, or literary writing or informational writing, it's. You know, it's an exercise. You know, you're going to get better with times, like being a musician. You know, mm-hmm. someone, sure, someone could pick up the guitar, strum a few chords, and, and entertain everyone at the campfire. Not many people are going to play Carnegie Hall. Not many people are even going to play in a bar band. Um, those, that takes them a definite uh, difference in skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, like I said, with an author, anyone can author a book. And it's difficult. It's tough. But it's how they say it's it's simple it's not easy but it is simple whereas writing to really develop that and to make a living as a writer to be known as a writer that's 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 something that's uh yeah that takes that skill that takes that exercise well so so many people ask me about you know how to become a writer and uh, my my answer always has been you know don't ask the question just do it right yeah (laughs) sit down Mm -hmm. and you know write 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 and Mm -hmm. also you need to uh make it a habit and uh you also need to go at it with uh abandon and you don't have to worry about just write your thoughts get something on paper that you're on your way don't you agree without a doubt that's a big part of it uh one of the big problems I, I see with many manuscripts is that a lot of times the, the person, the author, tries to write like an author. Yeah. So instead of just letting ideas flow from hand, and that's what I'm talking about. That's that extra, because I find out it's difficult. You, you know, you want to pick the right words and make it sound right. It's like, no, those people just, you know, can let it flow. 
and they're great storytellers or they're great, you know, just have a wonderful way with words. Yeah. And, and, and so that's a, yeah, I tell authors, yeah, don't write like an author. Don't try to be this type of you know, experience. It, it's about, just be you, just write. It's, uh, you know, tell the story as if you're talking to someone. And for some people that works. They, they talk and they record it and then they transcribe it. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Because sometimes people can't stand their own voices. <laughs> you can do all the writing in the world. And the bottom line is when you get picked up by a publisher, Hey, they're going to give you an editor. Well, I was just about to say that. You know, you write down everything. Write down everything that stream of consciousness. It doesn't matter because one, you know, that's like 20% of the book because the other 80% is going to be the editing, the whittling, uh, mm-hmm. moving things around. Uh, rarely does a book come to me that's fully baked. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, okay. A lot of, you know, more often than not, it's like, wow, we, we have to do some seriously you know we, we it's like a, being a jeweler you know you get a you get this clump of rock this compressed carbon okay. another it. question now everyone uh thinks that you hear you that you need an agent you gotta mm-hmm. have an agent mm-hmm. i've never had an agent i was always my own agent mm-hmm. but what's your thoughts about how to get an agent that's a difficult thing isn't you know, it? It, it can be absolutely uh, now, you, you're, an, a writer or an author is going to need an agent if they're aiming to get with a big house, a big publishing house, Random House, Penguin, yeah. you know, like sometimes Wiley. Uh, a lot of times they will not accept unsolicited manuscripts. A lot of legal reasons and understandable. Uh, smaller publishers like myself and mid-sized publishers uh, – they will accept unsolicited manuscripts. So, for the, you know, uh, you know, you don't need an author. We don't need a middleman. Um, but for the big houses, uh, an author or writer will. Now, the, just the main thing you know, with finding an agent: no money up front, never, not once, not a thing. And you send them your material, you give them some phone calls, some emails, send them a Christmas card, you know, get to, get to know them and, and heed their advice um, and listen to them and then let them do their work, which is connect you with the right publisher and hopefully get for you the, the biggest advance if that's in the, in the cards or the best publishing deal. And... Uh, that's it. Just no money up front. And if you're one thing I, I notice about a lot of people, I, I think I mentioned to you earlier, you know, publishing is like this black box to yeah. a lot of people. And, and, it, and it really doesn't need to be. Um, there's a lot of information online about how publishing works, you know, the scams to avoid some of the yeah. public, the, the lesser, the lower reputation publishers, publishers that are out there. And, uh, you know, it, it behooves someone if you want to get into this profession, if you want to enter this arena, learn everything you can about it. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, don't be afraid to do your research and, and find out what is out there, what are the perils and pitfalls, as well as you know, what, what's the great things that could come along. 
And same thing, you know, researching agents, you know, make that list. It's like you're shopping for a car. I like this one. I like, you know, here's your, here's your list. And then you go and you kick the tires, so to speak. And uh, you, you find someone with whom you could work. And that's even with finding a publishing house. You know, I've, I've, I've not worked with authors, not because their book was bad. But we just didn't quite get along. I mean, I mean but we just said, yeah, okay. You know, that, and that's fine. And, and, I, and now here's the thing. I spoke very highly of these people to other publishers. I want them to be successful. I, I, nothing against, you know, anyone being uh, successful. It's just, you know, if we weren't the right fit or sometimes their genre wasn't the right genre for me. Great book, wrong genre. Mm-hmm. And, um, Hey, I know some other publishers that, that are going to love this. They're going to love you. You're, you're going to get along with them famously. Um, that's what you do. You know, I, one thing I really enjoy about publishing is, you know, you have, say, the stock market or real estate, and it's really dog-eat-dog. Yeah. Uh, publishing has been, and in many ways still is, a, a more gentlemanly business. There's a lot more things done on a on a handshake. I've... Uh, one of my best-selling books, Mustard Seeds, Shovels, and Mountains by J.F. Jim Straw. Uh-huh. Uh, we did we did the uh, book deal over email. Didn't speak oh, with yeah. him once. The first time I spoke with him, the book had been out, and it had, was an Amazon bestseller for uh, uh, quite a while. Uh, and he was doing an interview, and I had to be on the line with him to do the interview for some reason. That was sure. the first yeah. time I spoke with him. The book had been released, you know, and uh, yeah, sometimes that's how just just how it works. You know, you have my ex- my experience is it's an incredible industry, and everyone I've met, everyone seems to want to help each other do well. Everyone wishes you well. You know, it's not the doggy dog because everyone kind of reaches out and say, "Hey, I know what you're going through. Been there, done that." And, for me, it's been very encouraging uh, right now. Speaking of encouraging, have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems? People who have struggled to find solutions? People who fearlessly shared their stories? People who have not only informed you, but inspired you. People who have priceless personalities. I have been fortunate to host an internet radio talk show called January Jones Sharing Success Stories. And it has been my privilege to interview hundreds of guests. My guests have shared their stories, their struggles, their secrets, and their successes in their own words. In this book, we're talking about people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, runaway kids, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, and starting over. Then there are my guests dealing with difficult physical struggles such as blindness, cancer, and birth defects that are beyond traumatic. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They have amazed, amused, and even astonished me. I have adored getting to meet them, and I adore sharing them with you.
Attention all listeners, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, Volume 2 is now available at Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle editions. You'll be able to meet 10 amazing people who will be sharing their own personal stories with all their struggles, successes, and solutions sprinkled with lots of humor and hope. Priceless Personalities features a teenager who becomes one of the famous Supremes from Motown, a nurse who has a humorous helps people to heal, an inspiring laughter yoga instructor, a mother dealing with the loss of a child, an incredible motivational speaker, a woman who married five times, a gifted paranormal nurse, a wise economist, a funny female humorist, along with an older man sharing his sweet childhood in the Deep South. January's guests are all amazing and amusing. You will never forget meeting them. Go to Amazon.com for your own priceless experience. Welcome with my own priceless personality today, Anthony Raymond. Anthony, let's talk about the Master Key System. And you wrote Master Key Workbook. And I've been looking at this from afar, and I'm very curious. What can you tell us about this? Yeah, well, the Master Key System was a book written around in the 19 teens okay. uh, by a fellow named Charles S. Hanel. Okay. Part of the New Thought movement, which is kind of this out branch of Christian Science, and it's a lot. It's where the concepts of the law of attraction and positive thinking was really born and brought to fruition. Uh, that which and it became, of course, exploded in uh, like the 30s and 40s with. Uh, Napoleon Hill and Thinking Grow Rich. Yeah. But Mr. Hanel wrote this book and it started off as a correspondence course of sorts, okay. uh, where he'd send out the chapters week by week and then he made it, bound it into a book. And this was the book I found when I was in that auto body parts business and said, hey, I'm going to publish this because I can. And it started me on this journey. And like I said, people were, okay. remember this guy, Charles F. Hanel, and and huh. so it became a, a huge, huge success. So this and is the book. Yeah. This is the book. Okay, go on. Tell us more. And uh, so along the way, I published the rest of his books. And then I wrote the Master Key Workbook, which is a, a, a what is a, a workbook based on the Master Key System to help people uh, really absorb and, and learn the, 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 the thoughts and ideas in the master key system and it okay. uh, comes down to you know a lot of goal setting mm-hmm. and really deciding what you want to do okay. uh my my uh, idea is that you know most people once they decide what to do it becomes kind of easy <laughs> uh, in a way uh you know it's true it's, you know, it's that, but the problem is a lot of people, well, I want to do this, I want to do that, this, that, and the other thing. And, and, you know, they, they never settle on that one thing. Whereas you look at the greats, you know, you have Frank Sinatra, baritone. That's it. He was a singer. Now, later on, of course, he became movies and mm-hmm. he was a singer. And, and, you know, when you talk about, you know, Bill Gates, computers, that's it. You know, he's not, uh, doing anything else he's you know he doesn't make sandwiches on <laughs> well he didn't <laughs> and still doesn't but uh yeah so, uh, this book you know, uh, really, oh, i'm sorry so many times i've put things out into the universe mm-hmm. you know like specific things 
you know, I'm not talking about, you know, pie in the sky stuff. I put specific things and I'm always amazed at that actually works. It does. It's very spooky at times. Yeah. And uh, it's (laughs) one of those things. and, And really, that's not all the master key system is about, nor the law of attraction. But that's mm-hmm. sometimes a part of it. Uh, it's also a matter of, you know, as as, as you, you know, Mr. Hanel had this great quote, and I, and I use it in a lot of things. You know, you must first, you first must have knowledge of your power. Second, the courage to dare. Third, the faith to do. And that's both the master key system and my view a lot of life in, in a nutshell you know yeah. you, you first have to have the knowledge you have yeah. to know yeah you have to learn but mm-hmm. then you have to have to have the courage to actually go out there and do something with it yeah, yeah. and a lot of times that courage is enough because you have to have that faith because a lot of the things we do and that's why i tell authors of books you know every book is uh you know kind of very speculative sure and you don't you don't know if you have a winner or not and you could think you had the most winningest winning winner <laughs> of the decade and you throw it out there and it's like oh it's not winning like I thought it would <laughs> then, then I have these books I'm like I, I I don't know why I published it ah let's put it out there next thing you know it's like you, you wait what yeah, it takes it, off yeah so, so now did you um tell me did you buy the rights to this book or the, the, it was in the public domain. Oh, uh, oh. so the raw book itself, and then you know, came in and published that. I added a lot of footnotes because, um, you know, my I, I kept all the language intact. Uh, what a lot of some editions of the book, you know, after mine came out, they they changed it. They tried to modernize it and put different uh-huh. spins on it. And I, I always wanted, I and I like having an author's original words there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was very important to me. It still is. And did you ever hear, I, from, did you ever hear from his family? I you did. Know? I've heard from uh, grandkids oh. and great no, grandchildren. Oh, okay. And yeah, they loved it. They they think it's great. They they oh. one of them maybe it was a great niece, grand niece, but she remembered him. And she's like, yeah, we remembered him. Like, oh, yeah, he did some stuff. Because, you know, back at the turn of the century, this this guy, this Charles of Hanel, he, he was one of the first conglomerates. Maybe not one of the first, but, you know, he, he owned a conglomerate. Oh, okay. And then yeah, he got he was very successful. He was very successful. And then he got into the, the these books and was very successful in that. And... Uh, yeah, so his his grandchildren, nieces, I, I can't remember the exact relation, uh, but yeah, they they they're it's very neat to see the name out there and to see their great grandfather, uncle, or you know, relation remembered like that. Okay, and so, uh, I've worked perfectly to my last question. <laughs> and my last question, I always ask all my guests, are if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead besides me, who would it be? And I'm suspecting maybe you should invite Charlie for dinner. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be somewhat perhaps maudlin, maybe a little bit saccharine. 
Uh, I think it'd just be my dad. Oh. You know, I I I I know what you mean, and I get why with that question. Uh, mm-hmm. But your answer is, oh, I'd, I'd like to. I'd knowing what I know now. You know, my father died in like 1998. Oh, so, oh. 20, so a long time ago. So don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's like I'd like to see yeah. him now or talk to him now with that experience because when you're that young in your 20s and stuff uh it, it's a very different situation but uh That's you know, a- but, but going through history god there you know there are so many great personages uh, yeah. I, I i if i could remember the name i'd steal the bit by uh you know will durant the historian will durant oh, yeah. you know, the, the Will and Ariel Durant. Uh, uh, but he said something. I, I can't remember which woman he named. It may, let's just say Lady Godiva. I don't know. But he, but he said, I'd, I'd have dinner with her because she was uh, supposed to have been the, the most beautiful woman who ever lived. <laughs> so, you know, I'll steal his bit. And, and, uh, Without her clothes. You know? <laughs> with her, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, this has been so much fun. And I look so forward to having you. And uh, to my dear listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our time together. Thank We've you. tried to be informative and giving you some inspiration. My upcoming guests will all be eclectic, energizing, just like Anthony was today. Our show is on live at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm looking forward to next week of animal expert, a pet expert, Larry Grogan. He will be on the show. Now, my 79, actually almost 80 in 2023 for the year is... (laughs) The most expensive vehicle to operate any time in your life is by far going to be a Costco shopping cart. <laughs> so, there you go. Signing off from the Glitter Granny, I'm so happy to have spent some time with you. Thank you for entering the No Wine Zone as we share our stories with everyone you know. Remember, stop whining and then start smiling and if that doesn't work then you can just start eating chocolate lots and lots of chocolate (laughs) again thank you so much to anthony raymond it's been so delightful to meet you and spend time with you and to my listeners take care and stay safe until we meet again hopefully next week We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Story. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.